I'm not going to try and listen on my iTunes on the train, and it's going to be too loud on the train. I'm going to hear it. All right, Levi, what do you want to talk about? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to be free as this song. all and welcome to idea lemons discover your inner awesome podcast my name is rajiv nathan i am the co-founder of idea lemon and co-host of this show i am joined by my co-founder and co-host martin mcgovern and this is discover your inner awesome the show where we have kick-ass conversations with dope-ass people to help you yes you and us quite honestly unlock your inner creative genius In this episode, we sit down with our friend Levi Bayer. Levi is a professor at DePaul University in Chicago. He's also the creator of Coffee and Conversation, which is an incredible networking group in Chicago. And he's the creator of Game Night Chicago, which is a group in Chicago that gets together and plays board games. Fun stuff. We talk with Levi, who has a lot of interest, just like you and just like us, about how do you even pick what to work on? When you've got all these things in front of you that seem exciting, how do you just effing pick one thing already? It's a great conversation. We explore a lot of really cool things, and we're excited to share it for you. Before we jump into the episode, I want to let you guys know, if you are not yet subscribe to our email newsletter head on over to idealemon.com and enter your email in on that homepage. subscribe to our newsletter because you will never miss an episode of this podcast and you will be in tune with all the other cool things we share to help you discover your inner awesome and unlock that inner creative genius all right let's dive in now to our conversation with levi bayer discussing how do you pick what to work on Let's listen in. On my mind lately has been that I have set aside this fall from about September to now to look at uh, what I do. And uh, instead of being afraid and anxious about not being sure about what I do, kind of acknowledge that uncertainty and ambiguity and explore it. Um, Explore it on my own, explore it through my own thought but also uh, explore with others because one of my strengths is brainstorming with others. So asking people, I've had conversations with you guys, emailing groups of friends about, hey, this is where I'm at, and saying, hey, I have all these interests, and um, I've been working for two years on an independent consulting career, and even that, I'm not sure if that's a thing I want to pour my heart and soul into. And again, just taking aside the judgment from that and being like, that's scary and being like, okay, but what does that mean? Like, why do I not want to even do the thing that is my career field? Why am I not sure that that's my full-time job? I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I love it. I love consulting and team building and stuff. Do I want to just be a team building consultant? Not sure. So taking this fall to examine that and explore that and now here we're at the end of December, mid-December, and coming to the end of that period. And I feel really good about the time I've set aside to explore this idea of, um, like the question I asked for uh, your, your show, what does one do with all these varying interests and skills? And um, I have come to sort of a conclusion of, uh, okay, it's all right to have all these 
different interests. Like I want to make videos. I want to play games. I want to design games. I want to do team building. I want to do personality analysis. Um, I want to build communities, you know, coffee and conversation, game mm-hmm. running. Um, it, that's okay as long as I can kind of figure out my my middle of the golden circle, my why, mm-hmm. my what connects them, my, you know, what is the thing. And that's what I've still been struggling on. That's what I still have half-started note pages and whiteboards at home is what is my why statement and what do I still focus on to make money and turn into work that sustains oneself. Yeah, and, and kind of from what we've been talking about earlier, it almost sounds like you're at this point in between just owning what you do do well or trying to learn the skills that you don't have, right? Yeah, or, I think, or not that you don't have, but like we, we can all do everything, right? Yeah, if we really if we want try. to, yeah. But there's the idea of the strength finders test, which is focus your energy on the things that you're good at and just become really effing good at those things. And don't spend time trying to um, bolster up every weakness because you can only bring those so far. And so from our conversation today, it sounds like one of the things is you want to try lots of ideas, but you want to try every aspect of them versus the aspect that you're the best at. And so if you're going to make videos, you're going to make every type of video versus the one video that you're the best at. Um, In terms of content. In terms of content. And so like one of the things that I've been talking about with a friend recently is, and I think we might have mentioned this on the last podcast, but it's the concept of choosing an output or an execution um, to get good at and then uh, you can be a little more jumping around or ADD with the topic so like for you it's writing you're very good at writing or I'm pointing at Raj Raj is very good at writing and the topics that he can write about are varied Mm because you can write about anything the skill is transferable Mm -hmm. Uh, for you if you want the skill to be video how that's transferable to lots of different areas. Well, the thing that I'm good at is exploring ideas okay. with other people, right? So, so now it's how. So instead of um, so it's like how do I continue to do that in different topics? If mm-hmm. exploring is my writing, yeah. So, but exploring is good in theory, right? But what's the execution of exploring? I think everybody needs some of it. You can definitely get lost in it, which is where... Yeah, yeah, no, I like, like, but Columbus, right? Yeah. He literally explored ocean and land, and that was what exploring was for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin, you explore usually through gadgets and technology. Levi, what's your way of... Like, I explore through writing. I explore through brainstorming. Through brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Okay. With others. The, the extrovert take on... Introverts like to... Brainstorm alone. Extroverts like to brainstorm with others. Yeah, and I think what we were talking about earlier is this concept that if your skill is exploring ideas, brainstorming, connecting people, that's mm-hmm. really what your skill is. Mm-hmm. Connecting people, understanding their idea, understanding who can help them with that idea, things like that. I think the core thing that you're good at is showcasing people. And now it's what are the different ways that you can showcase people? So you've already got coffee and conversations, which is a showcase of mm-hmm. sorts. You bring people together, you have them all introduce themselves, and you connect them to each other. 
we talked earlier about you creating a video series which showcases other people. That way you're not doing movie or I think you said talking about trailers and talking about uh, new technology and things like that. You're just focused on showcasing other people and those things might come up while you're talking about those things but it's the the key skill is showcasing just like a TV host key skill is hosting a show or something Mm -hmm. like that Um, or or getting a conversation going or making people feel comfortable I think or relating things to their audience exactly because I think having this mindset of like the skill that I'm building is just writing or the skill that I'm building is just video or the skill that I'm building is just anything is maybe too limited if there's if the skill is showcase yeah I don't showcase a million ways yeah I don't want to become a videographer I'm not interested in that I recognize that I have some things I need to take on to be able to use video as a content medium that's what like that's what video is for me, mm-hmm. a method for engaging with the, the world. And so what are the outputs of being someone who showcases? Like who are other people that showcase and what do they do? Um, I mean, that's a good question actually. I mean, is the out, the out, what's the point of making a show if the output is only for the one person on the show, right? right. Like, you don't want to make it the show where I sit down with somebody from my community and I say, what's your project? And we talk about it and I connect the dots for them. If as an outsider, you watch that and you go, oh, cool, they got everything they needed. Well, so in the case of like, all right, let's say you create a video or something, anyone creates a video. And it's, so in your case, maybe you interview us, right? Yeah. This is what Ideal Lemon's doing. Here's how you can work on this. Hey, you should meet so-and-so. That's mm-hmm. your video, right? Mm-hmm. But... You're to your point where you're like, well, what if it's only we're the only one, only the only ones you ever see it? Then what's the point of it? Or if other people see it and they're not sure what they got out of it? Yeah. Well, but then what helps with that is knowing before you go into it, who am I making this for? Right. And you asked a question too earlier. Right. And don't you have to be like, just I mean, it's good to have a quote unquote target market in mind. But even yeah. if you just think about like. Instead of something so broad with like it's for twenty something whatever, yeah. just think like I know one person. I have one person in my mind who I know would enjoy watching this. Because when you think about it like that, chances are there are more people representative of that one person. Instead of trying to encapsulate the, I need to connect with millennials doing this yeah. and, and that and that and the other. But if you just think like, oh, I know someone named Bill. Bill does this. He'd probably want to watch an episode about this then you can start to create content for basically that. I don't want to make things for Bill. <laughs> and, that's the, and that's the takeaway that is transferable to anybody do, grappling with this question of like, oh, I love tennis and I love Yu-Gi-Oh and I love rock climbing. Well, who would want any of these things? Somebody wants tennis lessons. Okay, I want to make my hobby of tennis more into a career thing. There are people that need that skill transfer or need that outlet or need a playing partner or whatever. So now you can start to think about who would need that. Yeah. Well, so think about, and we talked about this a little bit, but like think about your community that you've already spent time building. And this is, this is one of the aspects of, do I create something completely new or do I build upon what I've already been doing? And this is something we even struggle with a little bit where we go, oh, well, we have a new idea, we have to create an entirely new name, an entirely new brand, an entirely new way of doing it. Inevitably, 
a year or so later, we go, oh, wait, why don't you go back to this? <laughs> just go back. <laughs> it takes us a year yeah. we'll come back yeah. to. But then, oh, we don't need to create something new. Yeah. Yeah. I do this every day. Yeah. Every day, I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And and we had sort of been sitting there, and we were like, oh, it could be called, like, um, Hype. Hype. Hype Man. Like, the Hype Man or something like that. And, like, that would be cool, but you know what's probably better than that? Using the name you already have <laughs> with a brand that you already have and just making it an evolution of that brand which is in you know you got coffee and conversation which is its standalone thing and those are in-person meetups how do you make those more valuable you take the people from that community and you showcase them on this show who is your audience the hundred so 150 people that you have in your community already so you're making the videos for your community they're going to want to share them out because they're on them and it's going to become sort of this self-fulfilling thing where they come, you go, hey, you're interesting, be on the show. Mm-hmm. They leave, they want to come to more things because now they're invested. Mm-hmm. And now because they're coming to more things, they're keeping an eye out for the, oh, I met that person at a thing. How can I follow up with them if I don't remember their name? Oh, I can go to the videos Levi's made, mm-hmm. find the person, and reach out to them. And it starts kind of feeding into itself in a nice loop. Huh? It's an autotroph. And what's that? Cell auto? It was a word in science, in biology, yes. A self-feeding organism. <laughs> uh, auto what? An autotroph. Trove? Trove. T-R-O-P-H. So that's like the answering that question, who would want this? And not letting oneself get too carried away with thinking about like a million people in the United States and blah, 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 and around the world. Be like, actually, like you said, one person mm-hmm. or in this case, a hundred people. Yeah. You know, I know a hundred other entrepreneurs that want to hear other entrepreneurs exploring their project because yeah. take, there are takeaways for them. And you know there's a demand because they come to the meetups right. to hear what other people are working on. Yeah, exactly. And especially if you could even maybe hone in on like a couple of constants that were always being asked. Yeah. yeah. And I do see this, like monitoring the coffee and conversation conversations in real life and online, I see kind of these same like, how do I do this? What's this? What's the next right. step here? You know? Which no matter how many times you post that information, People still are not going to scroll down and right. be like, this well, was just ask the other day. Well, people are coming in, people are coming in at different yeah. uh, But that's points. a good thing, though, because then you can keep creating around those same topics. People right. still watch them. But... Or you create really good go-to starter places, right? Yeah. For here's this. And, We've once, you've, this and once you've answered it completely, you put it on an FAQ page. Yeah, exactly. We've, a- we've answered this eight times. Yeah. Here's a good finance person. Yeah. <laughs> well, and... To the autotroph thing. The self- I think it's called an autotrophe. <laughs> the self-feeding mechanism that this is. I mean, that's what our podcast is. Like, yeah. you know, like Srini Rao now, like, now talks about our work all the time. Like, you know, as crazy as that is, in the last month, he's talked about our work on like four or five different platforms, mm-hmm. like blogging on another podcast or another interview he did, and now directly with us. But he's able to go back and say, hey, I was on this thing. I had a really good experience with it. You should listen to it, too. And when you let people in on, hey, this is... like You basically bring people into the creative process or the whatever process. Yeah. Now they're invested, and now they're... It's not so much like, there's that person doing that thing. It's like, no, no, I'm a part of that, and I want to help make it grow. Well, the, and it, Sorry, and, it, and a key piece of this is you, one of the things that you struggle with from what we've talked about is like 
how do I stay consistent with it when I have other new exciting ideas coming in, yeah. right? And the thing is, like, we, we put the podcast on pause for a little bit to work on the course. Mm -hmm. Then we saw Srini posting about it, and we're like, uh-oh. <laughs> and all of this was a two-week or three-week delay. Yeah, it was just like two weeks, and we're like, uh-oh, we got to get back on top of that, because really, we can't put that to the side if that's going to be a big piece of our business. Right. If that's going to be something that we make standard, we need to make it a consistent standard. We can't just pick it up and put it down whenever we want. Um, and now you've built a framework of people are into it. Now, like you said, people are feeding back into it, sharing yeah. it out to their audience. And they're expecting yeah. it. And so now we have to keep doing and it. And on top of that, I mean, at this point, we're at 30-something episodes total. We have an archive. It's not a huge archive, but now we have an archive. And now people who, can, who listen in on this particular episode, yeah. they're going to go back into the 30-something episode. And that's, and that's how, like, it took us until end of the road trip for us to get even a little bit of traction in terms of number of listeners per episode, right? Like, now we're ranging between, like, 100 and 300 per episode. Shout out to the 100 to 300. <laughs> Nothing huge, but, you know, at the beginning we were like, oh, well, why aren't people, yeah. you know, it was like 50 to 100 plays per episode. We're like, oh, why aren't more people? And if you're enjoying this so far, please share with a friend. <laughs> I think I think the that's another, like, lesson takeaway for creators and people that have content that they're making yeah. and, you know, organize, like, I see it in Coffee and Conversation. People are like, I'm going to make a thing, and then they get discouraged, and nobody comes to the first one. Like, nobody's going to come right. to the first one. No one's going to listen to the first one. But having a first one that listeners 10 weeks later can go back to is important. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, and so what I did two weeks ago was I, wa I knew we I wanted us to create videos. So I made a video every day. I recorded a video. Where was this week's, by the way? Huh? <laughs> Where was last week's, by the way? I was way. working on the course. <laughs> um, ah. But, but touche. Ah. Uh, but the key here is that you know, I, I created five episodes so that I know there's some, it's not just, if you create one thing and put it out there, you're stressed out about everything you're one in one. that, yeah, you're stressed out about everything in that one episode. If you make five, you know, there's five things that the worry is spread out over, so mm -hmm. it's less, less intense. And uh, I think that just like making a bunch at the beginning, like creating an arsenal of things that you can kind of like put out there and then keep adding to over time, I think helps out quite a bit. Yeah. It, it gives you, if you want to be someone that has something to like show for your work, like that's important in whatever you're doing. Um, I just had this conversation with somebody before I met up with you guys today. They're like, should I do a, uh, a class, uh, an online class um, for a, a topic, visual design with their topic? And they said, you know, what if, what if nobody signs Take up? Take or create? Create and post on like Udemy. Yeah. You dummy, you dummy, you dummy, you dummies. I, I always say you dummy. People say you, you dummies. dummies. <laughs> and maybe that's what they're going for. That's that's their secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dummies. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, I'm not <laughs> sure well, if anyone signed up. All right, go ahead. Was I like, mean, the 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 dummy <laughs> the dummy books have been selling like hotcakes. That's, that's true. Thirty five years. Anyway, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. All right. No, it's okay. So, so should, I was like, do it. Class? Yeah. He. he. Should I do it? I was like, yeah. And then if it goes okay, make another one. And then when you have some other thing that you want to apply for, reach out for, or talk to people about, then you can say, I have a series of classes, or I am a teacher on this, or I teach on this. Yeah. And then you can just say it. If you can say it and have a little bit of proof to back it up, then you're the thing. I'm an expert on this. Why? Because I've taught three episodes of this class. Yeah. However, 
how close are they to having enough content to put into a course right now? So for this person, in this case, they already do it for their day job. Okay. So it's like no, taking, extrapolating out and making their own okay. branded version of it. Because I think, and that's awesome for yeah. them, cause, but I think a lot of people are like, the first thing I want to do is create a 10 series show. Yeah. It's like, no, write a pilot first. Like <laughs> It's like, uh, you have to learn to walk, and so there's... Crawl what, first. Crawl right. before you walk. <laughs> Thank you for fixing my metaphor. You um, learned to walk before you were born. Yeah. You have, you, <laughs> and I just struck out. Okay. All right. And, <laughs> and so, um, like, what is the minimum viable thing you can put together? And I know when we were talking about the videos, you were already saying, oh, and it could have this, and we could have this feature, and we could do this thing. And it's like, cool, yeah. keep those written down somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's the first episode you're going to put out? Mm-hmm. And What can you realistically get to and you always ask us what's the easiest one to do right now yeah yeah what's the first person you want to do well and we and this is we were just in our workshop we taught last week we were just telling people there it was a how do you build your idea workshop and it was sorry what we had said was you know you might be thinking you have this idea that idea and another idea and three different ways to execute each one if you just pick one you'll figure out really quickly what like if you still want to do the other ones or not, or if there's a way you can rope in one of the other ones. Because what happens is if you have 10 ideas, nine of them are probably crap, or seven of them or eight of them are probably crap, or they're things that just seem cool for like the, these few days. But once you start on it, you're like, well, I don't really like it. But one of those ideas will hit, and you'll be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I don't even care about the other things right now, because this is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if there is still something that's like, yeah, what, well, that is in the back of my mind. Yeah, write it down. Like we said, write it down. Yeah. We forget that if you're doing one of the ideas that you are interested in, then why do you need to be worried about the fact that you're not doing the other ideas yeah. that you might be interested in? I think there's too much of a there's too much emphasis on like the fact that you're almost like it's some sort of sacrifice or like yeah. trade off that you're making. Yeah. When it's oh not, no, I'm not yeah. doing this because you're doing that. Right. <laughs> like, and I'm not for whatever sure. reason, it's like we we think about what isn't there as opposed to what is there. And I don't know. I don't know why that is. Right. Maybe it's because there's always it's like a grass is always greener kind of mindset. Well, it's and it's we feel like we should be doing more all the time. And once we do something consistently, we stop thinking about it so much. So like back when I couldn't get a journal every day done, it was the number one thing on my mind, and it drove me crazy. <clears throat> and now that that's the easiest thing for me to do. Um, I sit there and I go, gosh, I'm just not being product- as productive as I want to be every, like this weekend. I worked all day Saturday and pretty much all day Sunday. And I was like, God, I really wish I could have worked the whole day Sunday. And I was like, you know, <laughs> if two years ago, you couldn't even get a journal done on the weekend. Yeah. And now you're like journaling and listening to an entire online course yeah. and burning through a bunch of chapters in a book and blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah. like, it, it all just becomes relative again. Right. And, but so, and so much we need of to kind of too, congratulate ourselves for some yeah, reasons. And so much of that, too, comes from and what you wouldn't see from the starting point. Once you're in the thick of it, holy shit, do you put a ton, not you specifically, but people, you put a ton into it to the point where you think you're not doing enough, even though you've done so much. Mm-hmm. And that is worlds better than where you are at from the starting point where you're just like, oh, man, I wish I could just pick something already. Mm-hmm. I used to, like, while, you know, laying in bed, falling asleep, be like, oh, what are all the things I didn't do? I didn't get, like, saying that I didn't get to this, I didn't get to this. 
And I have, I've, thankfully I've kind of moved past that, but it took some like, wait, I don't like this thought process. Why am I beating myself up? I want to think more about like what I have done, what I have accomplished, or if there is something important I didn't do, when will I get it done? Like kind of like, you know, think constructively about it instead of just be like, oh, I didn't get enough done. Be like, wait, I can get that done before 10 a.m. tomorrow. It's fine. Here's this, you know. Yeah. That's what? kind of going on. Um, my question, my next question, aside from like, what should I start with? And like, how do I just pick an idea and move forward with it is every day you wake up and you add more things to the list of what you want to do. What are you taking off that list? Because I don't think that every idea, like we should be brutally honest with every idea, both positive and negative. Like if you put an idea on your list and you never do anything with it for three Three months. It's it's kind of like uh, how people suggest you should clean out your closet. Yeah, it's mental class. I was gonna say that. Yeah. It's so like, I, I, if, if I you just donated yeah. a bunch of clothes because I'm like, you did. I haven't worn this in a year. Yeah. So what? The... And and I'm and it's one of those things where I'm like, and I don't even not worn it in a year. I haven't worn it in like five years. But every year I keep saying, well, maybe I'll need it for this or that, yeah. and then I don't. And I you, you know, don't I, need the assless chaps anymore. <laughs> Toss them out now. Well, what's funny is actually one of the things I threw I did out, need them. <laughs> I'm wearing them now. Mr. Slade? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mr. Slade. Let's go home. Uh, South Park. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, one of the things that I got rid of was like an old ugly Christmas sweater. And then I ended up needing an ugly yeah. Christmas sweater. I didn't have one. But then I was like, Oh, whatever, I guess I just don't have one. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the world's not over. So anyway, clearing out that mental clutter so that you're not wasting time thinking, ah, oh, but I have this thing on my list. Ah, oh, but I'm not doing that. So what I do is I organize a lot of my project work in Google Drive, um, and I have a folder called Past Projects, and I have a folder called Potential. Hmm. So once I've moved past something, and I really am like, okay, I'll put it in Past Projects, and my like work folder of my like personal company has active projects, but one space for any potential to just go in. So I don't have to think about it or look about it. I know it's there because I get worried that I'm going to forget good ideas. So it's like, nope, it's okay. You've got it. You wrote it down. Like I wrote my initial description paragraph about what that could be. Archive it. Mm -hmm. We have the tools now. Like Google can bring it up. I can keyword search it. Well, actually, I would almost even challenge that to a degree. I don't know when we were that I'm maybe still it, keeping maybe that it was on our Skype session. Yeah. But, uh, Letting it go. Yeah, yeah. So like, and I'm not necessarily saying you have to meditate or anything like that, but I yeah. just, when I meditate, like and I've mentioned this a bunch of before, like my process is like, my meditation is to think about what's, what it's important for the day, uh-huh. not to necessarily clear my thoughts. Yeah. I guess in a way that's clearing my thoughts. But sure. uh, I frequently will have ideas for things we can do while meditating mm-hmm. or I'll start writing a blog post in my head while meditating or whatever mm-hmm. this might be or even a, like a rap lyric I'll think of and I intentionally do not do not <laughs> I intentionally don't write it down because I'll know if it's truly important if I still remember it by the time those 20 minutes are up and if I stopped every 30 40 seconds two minutes yeah. to write it down well, A, I'm not accomplishing what I'm trying to accomplish in the first place of what's important today. But B, I'm giving equal importance to every single thought that comes through my head or every mm-hmm. idea that comes through my head. So I would almost challenge even on that yeah. notion. I'm not saying it's bad to write no, down I, yeah, because I, I jot down sometimes too. I but, mean, like, look right now. I'm, I've been writing down bullet points of 
really important stuff we've said? Why? We're recording it. <laughs> and, and is it, I, I had that thought. Are we, you pulled out your notebook. Is I was it, like, you know we're going to get this to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it taking away from the experience? You know, I challenge myself. Is it taking away from me being here participating to even write down six words on an idea? Yeah. Another thing that helps, and we just did this, but I think it's helping crystallize things, is instead of thinking about in what way can I be doing this, or like what execution, while that part's important too, this exercise we just went through was what is our mission to Mars? Uh, so to give context, uh, Elon Musk is dead set on creating a million-person civilization on Mars. It is a crazy, perhaps unachievable goal that he's making, doing his best to make achievable. Mm-hmm. So, what? Is, and it's something we're still working on. What is our mission to Mars? Yeah, but that conversation allowed us to get to the point of because there are a million ways, a million directions we could take idea lemon. And mm-hmm. to this point, we've been going too much of like the let's get through tomorrow, let's get through tomorrow which allows us to, you know, mess around here, mess around there, whatever. And stay unfocused. Yeah, stay unfocused, <laughs> exactly. And re- and think of ourselves in the narrow lens of, well, we're basically glorifying consultancy in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this conversation of, like, what is the Mars for us got us back to talking about, all right, what kind of change do we really want to create? What do we really care about? All that stuff. And we got to, all right, well, we might be doing consultancy now, but that is not the end game here. We're not trying to, you know, in a year, five years, ten years, we're not trying to make ideal and be this superpower consultancy. Mm-hmm. What we got to is our goal, or what we see ourselves as, is an education platform. And we want to change how people learn and make education way more fun than it currently is. <clears throat> and with that in mind, now, like, when I'm thinking about things, I'm like, all right, I don't need to chase you know, so-and-so mentioned they might have a whatever consulting opportunity. And, like, we'll entertain it for now because we need the runway. But long-term, I'm like, all right, I don't need to keep thinking about what, how many clients do I need to bring in or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I can think about, and, and we can think about, I should say, is what are the, where do we, who do we need to get in front of to be the best yeah. people at educating? Yeah, if we want to go to Mars, what are the steps to that? Exactly. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, He's Elon's not going to build 747s if he's trying to get to Mars. He's going to build rocket ships. That's a great metaphor, yeah, or a great analogy. That's, um, a, that's a good question. I really like that. Wow. Yeah, and and to even scale it larger, his goal is to save humanity from destroying itself. Mm-hmm. Like that's the really maniacal goal, and that's why he yeah. Has, Mars is a how. M- yeah, <laughs> Mars is a how. Mars is the is the um, external hard drive for the planet. And his solution for the... Because he's not like, screw Earth, let's go to Mars. He's saying, fix Earth, have Mars as a backup. And fixing Earth requires clean energy, which is why he's doing all Those of the... Those are three other <laughs> So, Solar City and, and Tesla and everything. Those support keeping humanity safe here. Mars supports keeping humanity safe when this inevitably blows itself up. Yeah, but that, I think, that conversation that we had last week might have been one of are most helpful that we've done. <laughs> Quit playing with that zipper. Yeah. I'm <laughs> zippering your fly. <laughs> um, the listeners will have no context for that. It's going to be great. Still not explaining it. I have so many zippers on my jeans. 
For no reason. He's like Michael <laughs> Jackson jacket. Um, so it's funny because... And not two crouches. <laughs> <laughs> These are crouches. Levi, you were about to say. Like non Wait, Levi's! Oh my god. Again, the listeners have no context. <laughs> we'll keep it that way. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so obnoxious. <laughs> not my choice. Uh, um, leave a comment if you are curious as to what we mean. Well, Martin's zipper situation. <laughs> um, that's what nonprofits do, right? A, a good vision session for a nonprofit, for a value statement, for a mission statement, is what's the thing you're trying to solve that you probably can't, mm-hmm. right? We want to end uh, li- literacy. We want to end... Uh, um, illiteracy. Yeah, illiteracy. Like, that's impossible. But what would you do if you were trying? And that, you know, so that's what a lot of nonprofits do. Yeah. And it's interesting when you guys said that, I'm like, yeah, we can think about that in um, any sort of work. What do I want? Why would I make a video series? What's the point? Um, why would I be a consultant? Why do I make games? Mm-hmm. What am I, you know, that's kind of the why. What's my end goal? Well, but, it's putting something accountable to the why. That's what it is. Yeah. Right? It's because you can have the, you can have your personal why, which I don't, do you remember? What mine is? Yeah. It's a work in progress. What we had something been. we got to earlier. We have the ideal I'm envision. I create systems that support independent thinking. Okay. So let's just for example use that for right now. Okay. That's the that's the base the jump off point. Mm-hmm. You can still go in a million directions with that as a mm-hmm. jump off point. But if you have the Mars, then you have something to hold the Y accountable to. Like what do you mean? Can you explain? Meaning so to go back to the idea element thing, yeah. right? If our whole thing is discovering you're gonna awesome, well, there's a million ways that can be executed. We can still go down a consulting consulting route, but if we want to change education and make it more fun, mm-hmm. we, we now we are we're holding the why of discovering you're awesome accountable to towards the education. Yeah, so think of the um, Apple example. Mm-hmm. They want to think different. You mm-hmm. can think different. And yeah, there's a man with anything. Yeah. yeah. So they think different through beautiful design and user experience. Those only relate to technology. UX and design really only relates to technology. So now they have their, their task ahead of them. Make the design on the outside beautiful and the UX on the inside beautiful. That's hardware and software, that's what they do. So it's very clear from their how that they're doing both the internal and the external. And they're never gonna come out with a product that they're not doing both because their how is the internal and the external. And that's why you see Google and all these other companies just focused on software while someone else builds the hardware. Mm-hmm. And it's so different than Apple. And that's Apple stands apart because their how is we're doing both. And if it's not both, we're not doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what keeps them focused and not saying, well, maybe we can build shells and have someone else fill the inside. Here's the question though, can your Mars statement be dangerous? Can it be like tyrannical? Can it be not as in a Tyrannosaurus Rex? What's, can on, it, what's on your mind? You mean little hands? You know, can it be? Heads? Yeah. Can, <laughs> can I be I have a big head and little arms. <laughs> can it Trash. be? Trash! The Tyrannosaurus Rush! <laughs> Can Shout out to Denver. <laughs> no, that was San Francisco. Shout out to San Francisco. It was both. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Can you hear that, Raj? Good inside joke. Oh, wait. 
<laughs> still doesn't matter. Anyways, go ahead. Can can um your Mars statement get a little like you know fuzzy where it's like I want to um I'm trying to think of something personal so I'm not like just throwing shit out. Can it be like I want to be in charge of uh, that's not a good why or Mars? Could it be like I want to have a company of a hundred people? Like I want to be a CEO. It wow. can. I think it'd be of a company that does what is the well. But even with that, that's achievable. Yeah. Right. You very well could be the CEO of a hundred person company with can a concerned amount of effort, but it's not so out of this world. Like literally, think out of this world. Ooh. You know. Or yeah. Just met- not, not literally, metaphorically. So what would be? An, I'm trying to let's explore this idea to see if it even makes sense to think about. What if it's like I want to cut off access to clean water? Yeah, I mean, that'd be a little bit harsh, but... Are you a villain from uh, Captain Planet? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Rawr, I just want to do this because... No, that's actually the plot of... Uh... Every single episode. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have all this sewage. Let's dump it in a children's playground. <laughs> Why? Captain Planet, help us! I was going to say Quantum of Solace. Oh, that was the plot? Yeah, the bad guy is just trying to... Control the world's water. Oh. oh, that's a very just modern Bond topic. Well, that's because his his um his his Mars was I want to own the world. Yeah, he was going to make way, money. And the way you own the world Controls is by its controlling its resources. Yeah. So yeah. by controlling the water is his how to mm-hmm. control the world. And that's pretty much out of this world because no one can control the world. Right. Who runs the world? Girls. <laughs> Captain Planet villains. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that question. Uh, but no, but it, it, it is because it takes a like, again, that's why we're still working on it. Because um, like just the other day, Martin, you were saying, well, what if the end goal is to create this like school for creatives? And then like right away you're like, well, okay, fine. But that's, we can do that. That's still how. Yeah, we can, we can, not easily, but we can do that. It's mm-hmm. got to be like uh, people look at you and they're like, you're crazy. Kind of so, so, like, a great example of this, uh, you know, to give a shout-out is, like, Victor Saad and the Experience Institute. Yeah. Same as what you guys said. He wants to change education. You know, he wants to reformat how we think of education, how we access education, what even is education. Like, what is higher education? Exactly. So he made the Experience Institute as his how of you don't have to go get a, a master's degree. You can go to the Experience Institute and get an education in creation in a specific yeah, apprenticeship. Yeah. yeah, and so <clears throat> let's say your Mars is something along the lines of, I want to tell the entire world about every single person's big idea. All right, how do you tell, now you've got two sides to work on. How do you meet every person and learn about their idea, and how do you communicate that to the entire world? That's probably unachievable, but you can get much further with that type of thinking yeah. than you could. You, there's a starting point. Yeah. And there are some step. There's some next steps. Yeah. And even with like the Elon Musk thing, like it's not just he has like a like parameters to it even, and and this is where I'm still working out like what would our parameters even be for whatever our Mars is, but his is. A million person civilization on Mars. Oh, yeah. So it's not just one person. Right. For him, it'll actually be a failure if it's not a million. And his thing is, 
really want it to happen in my lifetime, but if not my lifetime, definitely my kid's lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I really want it to happen in my own lifetime. <laughs> um, and for him, it's actually failure if it's not a million people. Yeah. But and- if he gets 800,000, that's still a pretty big success. But he's got something to work towards that, that makes it like even more astronomical. Right. You know, and I want to point out why this is important, too. It's, it's more than just an exercise for ourselves. It's a way to recruit people and to build, get people on your side and following you. So yeah. the reason Elon Musk has the smartest people working for him and is able to poach them yeah, from other companies, huge. and they're able to, he's able to keep them working for him far past any psychological torture that they would take from any other company is because they all want this thing to happen. Yeah, they're all they sci-fi it. nerds. They all they want to get to Mars. They and they're, it, they're my yeah. They're maniac, maniac maniacal. maniacally uh, focused on it. And even the people that like got fired or quit still are like I still believe in what he does, mm-hmm. and I still support his ideas, even if I am not there anymore. And that's. That's what kind of spawned this. We're like, we have people that like us. We have people that follow us. We have people that listen. What would make, what ideas do we have that we're not expressing that would make people say, 100% I'm going to follow you? Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, I, I'm going to consult, and people go, cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go, I'm going to connect everyone to all the resources they need mm-hmm. ever to make their ideas happen. That's all. Whoa, what? How do you plan? Yeah. Can you help me connect to my resources? Right. Yes, I can. Right. I'm going to make sure everyone's projects succeed. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think, and I, I, it almost like sucks that we're only now thinking about that. Yeah. Because I think it really would have helped us like a year ago. But at the same time, it's like whenever you get to that idea, now we have a foundation to build. Sure, it, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gives you like a good starting point. My point was it, it, yeah. it reframes how you're going to think about yeah. the future, actually. And tying it back into the whole point of the question yeah. is, how do you pick what to work on? Well, if I understand my Mars a little bit better, my yeah. goal, my mission, then I can work backwards and be like, this is, I should not waste time with exactly. doing movie trailer reviews. I love movies and I want to make videos, but I'm not sure that's going to Yeah, you'll probably burn out on that. Get to Mars. Well, and, and I think, and to the explanation point as well, like if you say, like, oh, this is what I'm working towards, <laughs> yeah. people can decide to get on board or not. Yeah. This is all just consulting. I was, out to my, I was out to dinner with my dad the other night, and I was telling him the conversation we had about this and how education is the route we want to go. And, you know, he was like, yeah, that sounds really good. And not that he's ever before been like, you really know what you're doing kind of yeah. thing, but he's been asking here and there, like, you know, How's the consulting going? And I never really have good answers. Yeah, me either. Because we have not totally figured out, well, is that what we want to be doing? Right. Or is that just what we're doing for right now? Which, you know, we kind of came to like, yeah, like, we're cool to do that for a little while. But so that we can get to the next level of what we're trying to do. And now it, it helps clarify, you know, in that instance for my dad, all right, this is the path they're choosing. And it makes sense if they mm-hmm. don't have... And gigs lined up to do consulting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also helped us with our planning and metrics because you have to track things in order to grow. So when we put together our our weekly thing, which we started doing the dashboard today, yeah. dashboard today um, what are you going to track? Are you going to track every little thing, every idea? It's, you're not going to have a tracker of how many ideas I came up with this week. You're going to have a tracker of what ideas I'm executing on this week, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> you can simplify and hone in your process. Exactly. And so when we sit there and we say we're working towards becoming 
the best educators for discovering your inner awesome, which whatever our Mars is going to be, it's probably going to be some variation of discover your inner awesome, just bigger and more blown out. Um, because it seems like that's what everything we've ever done comes back to. And the things that we haven't enjoyed are the things that don't align with that. Yeah. And so, you know, the consulting piece, we're helping a company discover their inner awesome, but we get more satisfaction out of helping an individual do it. And so when we first started building the online course, which is now going to be launching in January, like I had in my head, we're going to create online products for individuals that will help them discover their inner awesome. And then we went through like 1,700 variations from there to today, and we're right back at that conversation. And I think being, being aware and writing things down and kind of now this dashboard is really going to keep us focused on it. But I think going back to what you're already doing well and saying what, when you're thinking about Mars, saying what's the most blown out version of this and what would the world look like if everyone did this? So if, if everyone took our online course and applied it perfectly and saw results, what would the world look like? Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to help us get to this Mars. So if every single person in the world talked to you and you were able to connect them with another person, what would the world look like then? Yeah. It would be like... It would be the six degrees of Kevin Bacon Levi version. Yeah, you know? if everyone connected with the resources they yeah. needed through, yeah. or so, through a system I had built or a community I had built. Exactly, and and you know if so, let's take another example like Liz creates art. If if she sells a piece of art, how does that person feel? Mm -hmm. They feel whatever they feel from buying her art. And now, if she wants to create her Mars, it's what would the world be like? If everyone, everyone could experience that, yeah, yeah, and that can, yeah, and that can figure out, or she can then decide what else can I create or what's not. And what design. stories am I trying to put into it and things like that? Like you look at Picasso is Picasso, and people feel things when they see his work, hmm. and it's on a large enough and grand enough scale that the world knows about it. What additional benefit does the world have now? that we have access mm -hmm. to his brain via his work. I'm thinking about the, you know, the building that Mars statement, that goal, and like, we've said a couple times now when we've been giving examples of it, like everyone in the world, everyone in the world. I wonder if, you know, and you talked about the qualifiers that um, you put on like going to Mars or like a million people, and like thinking about different ways to qualify it so that it's not always like everyone in the world. But So if it's like yeah, well, a thing that works 100% of the time, yeah, and that yeah. it could be that, but the the thing about him having a million people on Mars because we don't currently live on Mars, whereas sustainable clean Earth, it's not like he's saying a clean fifty percent of the Earth. He wants the Earth to be running on you know renewable energy and all that stuff. Solar specifically. Yeah, solar energy. So the reason why he's got a million with Mars is because there's no one on Mars right now, mm -hmm. so you got to have something around it. So I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing since. Respectively, we are not trying to put people on another planet. Plus, he's an he's an engineer, so they use that metric in actual design. Sure. So yeah, for how scale, many yeah, how yeah. many people can we fit in a ship? How many ships will we need? Those are all metrics he needs to build a fleet. Yeah. So, so I mean, does it have sense. to does it have to be something that isn't happening, or can it be a thing that is happening that should be? People are already connecting to resources, right? But if I'm doing my work, 
Yes, and this is important because when we were talking about this, we kept thinking, what's, what's this brand new thing that doesn't exist? And we were like, what would the world be like if, you know, if, if degrees were no longer necessary mm-hmm. and things like that? And there's two ways to view it. Are you viewing it from the perspective of I'm adding something to the world or are you viewing it from the perspective that I'm taking something out of the world? And so if you look at Elon Musk, he's not saying destroy Earth, move everyone to Mars. <laughs> he's saying fix Earth, have Mars as a backup. And I think that that's a really important mindset because whatever you're creating is going to layer on top of what currently exists. Mm-hmm. So you don't ignore what currently exists and right. don't try and tear it down. Try and utilize it in a way that your solution is going to either enhance it at, or replace it. But don't don't replace it in like, we're going to shut you down. Replace it in like, you know, you guys aren't doing this right. Eventually you'll fail anyway. This is going to be the next thing that replaces you. So earlier when we were talking about ideas, before we started the show, you asked me, what's the call to action from the thing that people do? People watch your video, then what? So if mine is, I want everyone to connect to the resources to bring further their ideas, a good call to action would be come to Coffee and Conversation, yes. mm-hmm. right? Coffee and Conversation is a place where people connect with the resources and ideas and people that they need. So if you watch an episode of the show, you're like, whoa, that person is on that, is part of that community and it's head up by that guy and this is the type of thing they talk about there, I should come to that. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that then you're thinking of what is the thing that we do to get totally. to Totally. And that's why you should branded Coffee and Conversation webisodes or whatever. The aristocrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, instead of creating a new, you're saying instead of creating like a new name, like the Levi Bayer show yeah. or whatever that might be. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like the innovation versus the creation versus the takeaway, right? Sure. People already are connecting to resources. I'm saying coffee and conversation is the way to, is a or the way. If I'm going for Mars, it's the way, the best way to do it. Yeah. The best way to get everything you need for your project is to go yeah. to CNC. And a lot of this too is, I think for a person's own sanity is you have to, I think, believe that your way is the best way. Yeah. Otherwise you're not, um, you're not going to pursue it enough. Yeah. It may not even be true right now, but you have to believe that what you're working either doing or working on. Yeah. yeah, Is the best way to do something. Otherwise you're going to experience a lot of cognitive dissonance. Exactly. And And you'll be like, well, yeah, you can use our way. And this is what we have only recently started to do is be like, you know, Put our foot in the ground. And be like, no, fuck you. This is this is our process, and we say this works. Instead of before being like, well, there are a hundred things you could do. Yeah. <laughs> we have a good solution for you. It's like, well, yeah, that gets you to a point. But if you don't have conviction, yeah, if you don't even believe, how are you and, well, and that's the question. It's see, I always believed that we would eventually be able to solve it. Well, I no, no, because we I always believe. believed we had the best way, but I was afraid of saying we have the best way. Oh, see, I was waiting for results. And once now that we have results, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay. So that, that goes back to tracking results. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think we saw could... results immediately, though. So, like, I've yeah. always kind of like known back in my head, like, in the course what we taught. Yeah. I kind, so, of, I kind of go off the theory that you can say it's the best until you're proven that it's not. Yeah. You can say it works until yeah. it doesn't. You're yeah. right until proven wrong. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But no, but my, my thing was all you know, whether it was whether it's our online course or our workshops or even the concepts we discuss, I've always believed that 
what we say and teach and put out there is the correct way and the right way. I've just always combated that with, well, but I don't want to step on too many people's toes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like, well, no, step on toes because that's how you get people on board is by saying, this is the path. Either come with me or go with them. This goes back to another conversation that we had, which is everyone like when you're when you're when you're sitting there and you're trying to please everybody, you won't, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's just standard. You can't please everybody. But you also need to understand that the people that people will decide for themselves whether or not they want to listen to you. You don't have to decide for them. Yeah. You don't and, have to convince them. Yeah, you don't have to convince them that it's not for them. You have to convince them that it is for them. <laughs> and so that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so to convince so like if someone's listening to you, and this is something we looked at like Marie Forleo and we looked at all these other people, and this is exactly what you were saying, just I think this is what how we came to this idea. Um they sit there and they say, The world is this way. And everyone in the world thinks this way. And because we all think this way, we should do these things. And I'm, I'm a realist. I hate absolutes. And I sit there and I go, screw you. Not everyone is that way. And not everyone should do those things. And not blah, 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 blah. But then I was listening to this um, podcast where they were interviewing uh, the Eat, Pray, Love woman. And she was very, like, like flowery and everything about that and I was sitting there and I'm like I agree with these ideas I don't like how she's saying it because it's not the way I think and she's like and all of us should be doing these things and I'm like yeah okay fine (laughs) and then I'm like but I'm not gonna listen to you to do these things and that's when it clicked in my head I was like ah I'm going to filter myself out of her audience yeah and so she doesn't have to say just my audience should do these things she has to say you should do these things because you're already in her audience. And if she tells me to do these things and I go, fuck you, I leave the audience. Right. And then now it's still an absolute. Yeah. It's an absolute of the people that listen to her, yeah. not an absolute of the world. And we all need to have that mindset when we think about any of the work we're doing because otherwise it's, it's a constant you're, – you're speaking to people who are already not there. Yeah. yeah. Like I read the um... – I tried to read the Four Agreements book, and I couldn't get... What is that? The Four Agreements are uh, this book about, like, four modes of going interacting with the world. Like, the only one I can remember is be impeccable with your word. Oh, don't take things personally. Is Who's it by? Miguel something other. The artist Miguel? Yep. It's just by the <laughs> artist Miguel. <laughs> no. It's formerly known as Miguel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he still is. No. No, uh, he didn't get, Martin didn't get the joke I was making. Uh, There's a singer named Miguel. Yeah. You were going for the artist, formerly known as Princely. I'm making a joke. Off of Miguel. But I wasn't actually trying, okay, well, anyways. Hey, so, the four group, the four Humor is a shot in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still in the dark. Um, the four agreements, I tried to read this book, and I like um, some of them. Be impeccable with your word? Yeah, that's great. I could not digest the way it was presented. I stopped in the first chapter. I was like, can't it's so self-helpy again like you said that just doesn't vibe with like how i like to you know read and consume things yeah. i get that that's good for other people awesome so a lot of people like love that book somebody gave it to me with a really strong recommendation and i understand why they like it mm-hmm. but i need to be told those four things through a different mechanism mm-hmm. by a different person sure. 
You know, which goes back to your voice being more important than your content, right? To an extent, and that which also goes back to doing a thing and goes back to our original topic. What should I pick to do? Sometimes people say I shouldn't do this because somebody else is already doing it. Please do it anyway. Make your version of the thing because some people will like your version better. Yeah. yeah. Your network, probably ninety percent of them, will come to you now instead of the place that they were getting it yeah. before. Everyone's already done everything. Yeah. Right. So what are you <laughs> going to come up with? And people are going to like your voice. Like That's there's why people I'm currently working on a remake of Jay Z's first album. <laughs> 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 I stopped for a second to see if you were serious. <laughs> People are gonna like your, you know, your take on that topic. Like, unless we're, yeah. I mean, who is coming up with brand new? I guess that's a good question. Is anything new being created? I mean, at this point, no. no. There's, I mean, there's a hard show or movie new. out there called Everything Is a Remix. Yeah. Um, and a guy is saying like, you're not coming up with new stuff. Yeah, um, but that's. I mean, at its at its most <coughs> simplified, we have one alphabet that we use for this podcast. So every word <laughs> is already used. So every combination of words has already been said. So nothing is original. Yeah. <laughs> My head just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good wrap up point. I think it actually times well. Um, before we wrap up, Levi, where can our listeners? find you uh what are you working on etc um levibear.com l-e-v-i-b-a-e-r is a great way to keep up with my uh work and what i'm doing uh team building gamification uh community building um i'm on twitter at mystery bear bear spelled the same way um a great way to just keep up with the day-to-day and day-to-day bear the day-to-day bear uh and Coffee and Conversation, uh, which we've mentioned many times, is a community that I uh, head up of about 100 uh, motivated entrepreneurs, freelancers, creatives, innovative types. And uh, Coffee and Conversation is meeting monthly in Chicago. Our next meetup is January 23rd, 2016 at Next Door in Lakeview. And you can find Coffee and Conversation on all the social medias and at coffeeandconversation.info. Uh, I thought it was that coffee conversation shy.com. No, it's not. Mm. Coffee combo shy is our social media handle. Mm. Right. Send me that and I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Um, all right. So then to wrap up, we'll give our respect we'll to We'll listen to my remake of Jay Z's first yeah. album. <laughs> yeah. Um, Martin, kick us off, or I guess start by start the closeout with answering our question for this episode, <laughs> which is how do you. Pick something to work on. So how do you pick something to work on? Um, I think the way that you pick something to work on is to basically you 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 know you already have a lot of ideas. So you're probably just sitting there saying, I can't pick something to work on because I have so many things that I want to start. Just get over that immediately, pick one, and test it with a real audience, not with just you and your friend talking. Go put it in front of people and see how they respond, and that will give you immediate feedback to know if you should continue working on that or go back and try a different idea on the list. And then just to put some icing on the cake, charge for an idea or a certain execution for an idea, 
and you will know very, very quickly whether or not you should continue pursuing it. Because if no one will pay for it, people probably don't want it. That, we didn't talk at all about that, but that's very important because... On the next episode. <laughs> but a lot of times we trick ourselves into <clears throat> thinking something is of worth, and we intentionally don't ask someone for money because for money we want to prolong. We don't want to hear that rejection. Mm-hmm. We don't right? want that negative. Yeah. yeah. People treat... And I learned this from the Y Combinator series, uh, How to Start a Startup. But they basically say, like, if you're giving your stuff away for free, that'll work to a point. But people treat free things differently than they treat paid things. Mm -hmm. And they will nod and smile and take it if it's free. But if if they have to pay for it, they will give you real feedback immediately. (laughs) How do you pick something to work on? I think it's the Mars thing. Um, figure out what's the insanely out of this world goal that you want to work towards or that what your ideal world would be if whatever happened for you or if what you were doing happened for the world Uh, and then you're able to better as we're seeing right now you're able to better think about your decisions and what you'll do to get to that point then you think of your MVP minimum viable product to get started in that direction Mm -hmm. Levi how do you pick what to work on? I'm gonna go with um, the answer that comes from like my my area of interest is share it, share that idea with others. Um, just bringing up what I've been wanting to work on today with you guys has provided like 150% more clarity on what I should be doing. And I already thought it was a good idea before I brought it up. So sharing it and then hearing feedback, like you said, feedback. Um, so, and you know, I, I like personality type, if you're an extrovert, share it in a big group. If you're an introvert, find one or two people uh, to share it with. But do share. How did you idea. feel about my challenges when you brought up your idea? I on air or off air? Uh, what on air or off air? No, off air. Off air. So before this show, I told Martin about stuff I was working on. He gave me some challenges to it. Uh, they were diff- They were challenging. <laughs> they were difficult. Knowing that you're like me, yeah. you probably suck to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I when I'm excited about an idea, I don't like the brakes getting pumped on it, even if those brakes are like honing it into something that actually works. And so I think it's ego to just go, yes, I see. Well, so so the the big thing that I challenged you on, Jesus Christ. Catch that. <laughs> uh, the big thing that I challenged you on was um, it was more it was less so challenging and, and this is something that I've done a couple times in our workshops too where I don't let people talk I just <laughs> go all right next this, thing next this, thing next this. thing and I think when we were talking it was like it was like okay so it'd be cool to have maybe a show all right who's gonna be the first guest yeah. mm-hmm. like there's no more thinking about it's cool to be a show it's who's the first guest yeah. it's like uh and then it's like all right we both know michael potter michael potter is the first guest who's gonna be the person that you recommend he talk to uh this person she's the second guest who's gonna be the, the person you recommend that person third guest boom keep it going and now reach out to them right now and i think you haven't yet no. but you're going to i did say i was going to um and so it's it's I've definitely pushed too far on this, but the point being is like, get started immediately. Like, ideate yeah. and don't fall out of your chair. Ideate for like a, a good amount of time. Talk but to. But don't it. ruminate. Ideate, right. don't ruminate. I'll let it sit at that. Ideate, don't ruminate. Okay, Levi, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. I Therapy with Idea Eleven. <laughs> what? Therapy with Idea Eleven.
Career therapy. I'm discovering. <clears throat> I'm discovering my. I'm Levi Bear, and I'm discovering my inner awesome. We should end every show. <laughs> that wraps up our conversation with Levi Bear. Levi, thank you for joining us and having a really cool, just, just a good time with us. It was fun. It was fun. And it was helpful. If you want to learn more about Levi or find him, check the show notes for all of his resources and contact information. If you like this episode, the best compliment you can give us is a rating and review on iTunes, as well as subscribing to the show. Those things allow more people to find us, which means more people discover their inner awesome. You don't want to just hug the awesome and hold the awesome in for yourself, do you? Let's share the wealth. That puts a bow on this episode of the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. Thank you again to Levi Bear for joining us. For Martin McGovern, I am Rajiv Nathan. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care and be awesome today. Up the fly. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't even explain it for the audio. Just let that be.